Trucks and Bucks is powered by ELI Solutions. Our goal is to bring education, knowledge, resources, and limited opportunity to people in the trucking business, regardless of your role. This is a weekly podcast, and we are excited to bring you something that can help inspire you along this journey. Also, you can connect with us at Trucks N Bucks Podcast. Buckle in. Well, hey everyone, this is Tawanda with Trucks and Bucks, and happy Halloween to you. If you're on Eastern Standard Time, the clock just hit 12, so it is it's official. It is definitely Halloween. I know that I've been talking to a lot of people all month long about Halloween, and it's so funny because we started talking about it around the 1st of October, but Halloween is actually the last day of the month. So definitely happy Halloween to you. As I think about Halloween as a kid and going trick-or-treating and trying to get candy and never being able to get enough, Things have definitely changed over the last two-plus decades. How I know, I used to go around to different houses in the neighborhood and trick-or-treat and paint the face and all this other stuff and get candy. Now you have to be very careful doing that. Some people I know are having Halloween parties simply because it just makes sense and it's safer than to take your children to a house or a place where you don't really know where you're going at. All right. So, but with that being said, uh, a couple of different things I want to talk about and share tonight on Trucking Bucks. You know, our podcast, this is a platform where we want to be able to share information in reference to people in trucking. And a lot of times when most people think about someone in trucking, most people think about, hey, that person that's getting in the truck. And as we've shared on previous shows, the trucking and transportation industry is definitely a growing industry. And at the same time, there are so many different aspects when it comes to this actual industry. And as time passes by, we'll continue to share information about those different aspects. What I want to really talk about um, in particular first is women in trucking. And as I shared probably on the previous podcast as well, I have a a friend that told me a couple of years ago that she wanted to, (laughs) that she wanted to actually um, get her CDL and get on the road. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And she was kind of a, um, she called herself ghetto and bougie. So I'm thinking, I can't remember what the words were that she put together, but, um, it wasn't the bougie. But anyway, I I was trying to figure out how that was going to work because I knew she was kind of proper and she had certain ways that she liked to live. And, you know, I know with being on the road and, dra- and driving 12, 14 hours and having to be in a different city or state possibly every night, there are so many different things that would be going on that I didn't think that she would be used to actually like living that type of life, you know, being on the road. <laughs> but um, she said that she has spent months of watching YouTube videos and um, just kind of 
find out the good, the bad, and the ugly when it came to being on the road, and she was actually convinced that um, she wanted to do it. And she ended up going to CDL school and passing and was assigned to work with someone. I'm not really sure how. I, I can't remember the details of how it actually ended, but the bottom line was <laughs> she never really got started. She said she had to have a driver for, I think it was, she was supposed to have a driver for my, maybe two weeks or even a month that she was supposed to be riding with someone because um, she was going to work for a company, but they was not going to assign a truck to anyone before um, before you actually um, drove with someone. And it seemed like she must have drove with someone for a couple of days and she just had a couple of bad experiences. She just really didn't like it. She didn't want to kind of drive and be with someone um, that time. And one, of the, I think one of the biggest things was also, you know, a lot of times when you're in your own space, you're in your own car, you kind of like listen to your music, you're vibing with yourself, and you're on the phone just doing so many different things, or maybe just really being in your zone. I think a lot of people get into the trucking business because they want to be in their own zone. So whatever it was, it was not working for her because <laughs> she says she just could not deal with actually um, driving with someone for a period of time. All right, so a couple of things I want to share in reference to that. I've had the opportunity to be connected and meet so many different women over the last few weeks that are that are in the trucking industry. And as we shared also on a previous show, about 6% of women – you know, are in the trucking business. I actually kind of thought it might be a little more than that, but I guess not, all right? But there's so many different um, reasons that women have started trucking businesses. And I actually have asked a few um, women, hey, what made you get started um, in this actual business? And that's kind of a little bit about what I'm going to share on the show is just some different responses from women in reference to why they actually decide to start, you know, a trucking business. And it's very, very interesting. And before I share that, I was having another conversation with someone and they were talking about, you know, different things that women go through and different decisions that women make, you know, before that woman actually gets on the road. And of course, you know, men that drive have kids too, but you know, mama sometimes have a hard time leaving the kids. So I just really want to salute every woman that's a trucker and just really being able to do what you got to do and, you know, hopefully kids understand mama got to get done and just being able to get on the road and also um, oh, shucks. also be able to go out and make that's your money because in life, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know, a lot of times people get a, a basic job, like let's say if the job is at Burger King or McDonald's and so on and so forth, that's not going to always cut it. You know, you got to feed your family, especially if you are a single parent. You got to find different ways to be able to make more money, and sometimes that different way is actually um, a getting on the road. So, a couple of things. One, I asked a question in one of my groups. I said, "How long have you been in trucking?" And I was just curious because this is an extremely large group with thousands of people, and I just kind of want to go over. Um, some of the different things a lot of these ladies said in reference to how long they actually been been in the trucking industry. All right, so one the very first person um, that responded to this this post said fifty 
four years. You heard me. 54 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you say I love what I do? Anyone that does something for 50 plus years, oh, you love what you do. <laughs> All right, 24 years. Someone said 22 years. Two years, November 3rd. Um, in a, Two years, November 3rd, in a semi, and three years in a straight truck before that. Okay. So it seems like, you know, some people are evolving and, you know, doing different things. And let me tell you, it's so amazing to look at this thing and see some of these ladies in their trucks standing beside these big old, I'm talking about these semis, like literally. Um, it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. All right, someone else says 15 years, four months. Man, can you imagine being a trucker? And being driving for four months and connecting with people that's driven for over 20 years, how amazing is that? And and life is about a journey. And, you know, sometimes people see journeys as different. Everybody's journey is different. We are not the same. But guess what? The journey can definitely be special, especially seeing someone that puts their life on the line, especially now during a, such a time as this with, with COVID-19. Truckers are essential workers, still having to get on the road, leave the house, and going so many different places, being able to deliver whatever it is that person is delivering. I mean, all the, this post has probably almost 100 people, 100 replies, six years. One person says one and a half years in 2010, mid-11, then came back to it in 2016, now five years total. So it looks like this person took a break. You know, and sometimes in life we have to take breaks. You know, you get tired of something, you want to go do something different. Sometimes your family situation or circumstance change, and, you know, you just can't do it forever. But, you know, sometimes when a situation or circumstance lets back up, then it's a chance to be able to go back. All right, another person says 30 years. Man, <laughs> this over 20 years. Now I'm trying to figure out, hey, when do you retire? I'm not really sure, like, what the benefits are. Like when you're in the trucking business, like if you're working for a company, I know like when you're independent, of course, it's not really a lot of benefits unless, you know, you kind of got some really great freaking insurance. But, you know, when you retire, that money stops unless you have residual income. And we'll definitely talk about that in the future on one of our shows because that's extremely important to have residual income. And for that person that's saying, what in the world is residual income? Well, let me give you a really good example. As a matter of fact, let me give you an example that was given to me <laughs> a long time ago. Residual income is this. Think about when you got your lights turned on. You might have paid a deposit, right? And even though you paid a deposit, you get a bill how often? <laughs> Every month, the light company is getting paid. And how long are they going to get paid? For life. <laughs> They're going to get paid as long as you want to have light. The same thing with your car payment, okay? And, of course, you're driving your car, and you got to have um, car insurance, but that's residual. Residual is doing something one time and being able to reap the benefits of it over and over and over, and that's actually what's actually going on. Um, and just so just think about that, okay? So, also, let's see a few more Um 
of this. How long has four years? Somebody says 23 plus. Another person started in 1987. Somebody else, 15 years. Um, <laughs> one person said three weeks. Not sure if I'm liking it. Now think about that. We're talking about a lot of a lot of these women in these this group. They're driving semis, and that means if you're in a semi, you've actually gotten your what? You've gotten your CDL. So you went to school for probably five weeks or more to actually um, get your CDL. So not liking it. Um, that really, 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 um, and it's an investment. It costs. It's not free. So um, that definitely is really something to think about if you are a person that's actually gotten your CDL and you're not liking it. All right. So let me read a few more as far as how long some people have been in there, and I'm going to go to the next question um, that I asked some of these ladies. All right. Um, all right. So the young lady that says three weeks, not sure if I'm liking it, um, someone told her, Give it at least one year. If you can do that, um, you'll really know if you like it. And then um, someone says, trucking is not for everyone. And she said, thank you. And you know what? That's why groups like this exist. It's a support it's a support place. You know, just imagine, even if it's not trucking, if you get into some type of business or some type of industry, and, you know, you you're going to see if you like it or not. And sometimes you may not like it, and you know, of course, if you don't, if you really don't like it, you can you can stop doing it. But I like the fact that this one person said, and this is this is a support group. This is strangers, people who don't even know each other, encouraging the next person. And she said, "Give yourself one year." And you know what? You definitely want to give yourself some time because she paid to get that CDL. You understand what I'm saying? She paid to get that thing. And sometimes you have a bad day or you have a bad week. And, you know, when that happens, you know, sometimes you want to quit. And I'm pretty sure that we all in life have had bad days and bad weeks and we wanted to, to quit, all right? But um, And also I tell people all the time, you just never know sometimes where people are in life. 22 years, 15 years, 10 months and loving it. Hmm, see? Somebody said 10 months and loving it. Well, guess what? That person at at four months, or did she say four? Months? <laughs> that person that said um three weeks, not sure. Well, guess what? Let's see how she feels in ten months. I would love to know how she's feeling in ten months. All right, twenty four years, two months. All right, seventeen years, class A. Twelve years before that, class B. Since I was nineteen, not really sure how old she is now. All right, um, since nineteen ninety five, on the road since two thousand. And then one person's putting up in the group, vote, vote, vote. Guess what? Ladies is trucking and still encouraging people to vote. How amazing is that? 32 years, 17 years, 8 years. All right, one person says, love our 30-plus years, Golden Girls. You ladies paved the way, and thank you all for your hard work. Without you, there would be no us. And I'm not really sure who Golden Girls is, but just really um, – paying homage and saluting someone else that was a blessing to her, that in itself is pretty special. All right, someone else, 10 years, seven and a half years, 36 years, one year as of October 22nd, and loving team, team with her hubby. And, you know, one thing, let me, let me, let me let that be the last one I share as far as the years. One year as of October 22nd, 
Also something I learned a long time ago, also from a success mentor, and he said, when you start a business, whether you like it or not, always try to give it one year. Just like a child has to have their first birthday, you got to stick it out for that one year to see. And um, so congratulations to that young lady for having one year in the trucking business. All right. All right. So the other thing I asked the ladies was, what was the determining factor that you made to decide you were going to start driving trucks? You know, a lot of times we we get surveys and we do research and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, you have no idea who a person is talking to about the situation. Well, guess what? I'm in a group with people, and I'm asking them, hey, ladies, what are you thinking about this? Why do you do this? And it hits home to me. It's hit home because I may not know these people personally, but just to be able to build these relationships and just kind of hear some of these situations and scenarios is truly, truly amazing. And I just want to share a few of these things before I go to break. One person said, I had my class B since 2016, and I got that so I could drive public transportation. But right after I got that license, I wanted to get my class A so badly, and then a few years passed, and I decided it was best for me and my family because I would make more money. See? The opportunity to make more money. Absolutely. And people have to. Remember the person I said was in 54 years? Well, guess what she said? Working by myself instead of the office with women and making money. That's why she got into trucking. (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine getting in the vehicle and driving for two or three days to drive a thousand plus miles? How incredible is that? Like that amazes me. Another person said, the world went mad. <laughs> okay, again, the question is I'm asking them, what was the determining factor that made you start driving? So this person says, the world went mad about COVID and all the school districts shut down. I used to drive a school bus. Okay, so she was already doing something. And I can I can see someone transitioning from driving a school bus to eventually driving a semi. So, okay. All right. Another person says it was a long it was a lifelong dream. I grew up around the industry and fell in love with big trucks as a kid. I'm gonna pause there and I'm gonna share a few more when I get back. But what I wanna say in reference to that is that's really interesting because as long as I've been talking over the last few weeks about this thing with the trucking industry, I just realized last night, girl, you've been around the trucking industry all your life as well. My grandfather drove trucks. He was in the military, and when he got out of the military, the next thing he did, his second career, he drove trucks. He drove trucks over 25 years, mostly local. He would leave in the morning and come home around 6, 7 in the evening, and he better, you better have his dinner ready or he's going to be in some type of mood. And um, in addition to my grandfather driving trucks, my father drove um, semis as well. And um, after he got the um, National Guard, he had a few different jobs, and then he actually um, ended up driving semis for well over two decades. And I remember seeing that big old truck and getting a little scared, like, oh, gosh, you're scaring me. But, um, but yeah, definitely um, 
I've been around truckers for a very, very long time, but I never really realized the impact that the transportation industry has on the world. You know, sometimes things just kind of pass you by like you know, but you don't know. You know, of course, I know that when I go in my kitchen and I look at all the towels and paper towels and so on and so forth, that got there some way, but um, I just never really realized the, the impact. But the transportation industry is extremely, extremely important. And it's said that the transportation industry and warehousing market in the U.S. will be a $1.3 trillion arena at the end of 2019. So I definitely need to see how that actually turned out. But all right, I'm going to go to break, and we'll come back and share a few more reasons why some women got into the trucking business. And one of the things I want to say to anyone that's listening, opportunity doesn't go away. It just goes on to someone else. The transportation industry is a trillion-dollar industry, as well, it was estimated to be at the closeout of 2019. Need to check and find out if it made it or not. However, whether it's trucking or anything in transportation, it's also good and recession-proof, you know, especially with what we've been going through in over the last seven, eight, nine months. We're dealing with so much uncertainty. Over 30 million people at one point in time was unemployed, now about 12.1 million. You know, when we're looking for a side hustle, multiple streams of income or some type of plan B, definitely you want to consider the trucking a transportation industry it's just a lot of opportunity even someone that may be a felon coming home from prison and looking for a job and we'll talk a little more about about that as well all right this is Tawanda and we'll be back if you have a business or you are seeking to start a business please protect yourself when it comes to contracts accidents document review new clients, and more. Just Life Events can assist you with getting access to quality attorneys at reduced rates for all of your business needs. We can also help with family plans, plans for truckers, large and small businesses, and so much more. Remember, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Contact us today for a free consultation to see how we may be able to meet your legal needs. Our website is justlifeevents.org. If you're seeking a website, logo, graphic designer, or maybe you're starting a business or anything that comes with business, personal, or even social needs. Consider doing business with ELI Solutions. ELI has the solutions for you. The website address is wehavethesolution.org. Hi, this is Tawanda, and I'm back talking about the trucking industry, and this segment it's part of the segment is talking about women in trucking. Definitely saluting all the women on the road, all the mothers, all the women. Be safe out there. And I want to finish and, and share a little more um, things 
that a few women shared in reference to what made them or what was the deciding factor that made them get into driving trucks. One lady says, she said, I hate people. (laughs) And I said, me too. (laughs) And then her response was, she was an executive assistant for 15 years. And she, she said, I very much enjoyed not having to deal with other people shit in companies. <laughs> you know, I think that's one thing about being on the road. Um, it's just really to live free, to travel, to be by yourself. If you're not a newbie and just the opportunity to live free. And she, this very same person said, I'm also a driver trainer. And she said, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I handle the admin side of things. Um, now that is funny. I'm going to have to give her, um, you know, what's that emoji? Um, like, oh, no, you you hate people. Um, I don't know about that. But, yeah, but, but but you know, when you do what you love and you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And when you can hate people because you're, you're in the wrong place, you're not supposed to be there or you're tired of it, you want to do something different. But when you find your love, when you find your passion, that's a whole other level. One person says, my big brother was my hero, was a driver until the 70s. Okay, that's a generation thing. Legacy, um, doing something that someone in your family did. Another person says, I was working three jobs to make ends meet. My boyfriend was a driver. He talked me into it. We broke up while he was my trainer. Guess what? He gave you something that, that that's changed your life forever. Another person said, point blank, money. Hey, what better reason can you see other than that? Make some money. Or as Cardi B say, get some sh- money. Um, one person said, and I'm just going to read a few more of these. I'm, I'm just really inspired and excited just to find out, you know, what started someone's journey. Someone said, wanted to do this for quite a while. Money, the love of driving. I can definitely relate. Another person my dad was my inspiration to drive just like he did. I can dig it. My dad was my inspiration too. And I, I'm excited now to be in the trucking industry. But um, no, not getting in the semi. I'm so sorry. Not going to do it. I'm scared of those things. Oh, my goodness. They're big. And I, I was telling someone earlier, I know when I was in, I think, the seventh or eighth grade, we had a bear book and we had to write about different things. And one was to to describe your parents. And I said, my daddy is like a Big Mac truck because he drove them and he was big and the truck was big too. So, no, everything is not for everyone. But I'm excited to be a part of a team that's helping to keep drivers on the road through um, brokering, dispatching, and so many different opportunities and ways to help keep truckers on the road so everyone can make some money. And um, another person says, her to start the trucking business is she said my ex-husband said I couldn't do it and we all know (laughs) we all know when someone tell I don't know about guys but when someone tells a woman she can't do something hmm, oh you better watch because we're definitely going to do it (laughs) and um, one person told her I love that you proved them wrong and she said exactly and that's exactly why he's my ex Hello, somebody. All right, so someone else says, well, in 1995, I got my Class B and been driving buses since then until May of this year was the upgrade. Another lady, um, she said, my husband tried to get his CDL and couldn't pass the permit test. 
I ask, what's the difference if I'm home or he's home? And I got, okay, all right, all right. They they basically wanted to get into the trucking business, and, you know, and one person couldn't do it, someone else did. Guess what? I call that teamwork. Hello, somebody. Uh, one person says, I love driving, and I'm a terrible people person. I got I got I got to mess with her. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I'm loving these GIF things, right? Sometimes you can say a lot without saying anything with these GIF, GIF. All right, another person says, I love driving and got tired of the medical field and crappy pay for everything you have to go through. Another person says money. One person said abusive relationship. And um, somebody asked, oh, no, I asked her. I said, hey, are you good now? And she said, yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Trucking and my sister. And she tags her sister, which is in the group, too. Okay. Um, Let me say something about that real quick, because, of course, I can't let that bypass. You know, I've always been an advocate for women, women in friendship, women in building and bonding, because, you know, we're stronger together. We're stronger as a people, as a nation, to be able to um, be together. You know, there's so many different reasons why we do what we do. And like with this person right here that said an abusive relationship, I'm glad that she got out because there's so many people that didn't. Unfortunately, I even have someone who I loved that um, was in an abusive relationship and she's no longer here because he killed her. And it happens every single day. And she actually, guess what, started a new career and got up out of there. Salute to you. And if anyone is listening to this show and you're in a situation like that and you have nowhere to go, we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. You know, abuse is a really big deal. On average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical abuse. I'm going to read that again. On average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. I didn't even add this part. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million women and men. One in four women and one in nine men experience um, physical violence from a partner. We got to find a way to get out. And guess what? This woman is an example of somebody who made it out. And hopefully if there's anyone listening to this show and you've been in an abusive relationship, even if it's not physical, it can be mental, it can be emotional. Because sometimes people are bullies and they just want to bully someone. Find a way to get out. Find a way to start a new chapter in your life, which is what the next person says. She says, my new chapter in my life, and I'm still writing. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? Man. Mm -mm -mm. This is Tawanda with Shucks and Bucks. I'm going to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about felons and trucking. Man. And we'll be back.
All right, all right, all right. This is Swanda with TMB Trucks and Bucks. And um, I want to change the segment and talk a little about truckers that may have a felony. I've been working with prisoners and families for about a decade now, and it's something that I love to do. And um, I got started with working with this industry because, um, well, first of all, I had a cousin that was incarcerated when I was around 7th or 8th grade. <laughs> a lot happened when I was in 7th or 8th grade. And um, he actually got 20 years for selling drugs. And um, he ended up doing about eight years on that sentence. And I would write him probably like every month. And when I got my little $25 allowance, I think it was 25 a month, I think I was in like $7, $8 in their little money order. But um, he appreciated it, though. And he said that I was the only person that stayed down with him and wrote him, you know, for the whole eight years. Most people fell off. And I thought that was weird because what I knew was my family is in prison. You know, someone that I love. Like, why would anybody not stay down? But that that's just really not what happened. So that was one of my first experiences with um, someone being incarcerated. And then um, fast forward years and years later, uh, one of my classmates from high school actually um, had had did a 10-year beat. He had a 10 years for involuntary manslaughter. I think that was when we were in the 11th grade. And then um, he got out. And he was out for about four years, and he ended up going back to prison on some bogus charge. Won't get into that, but the bottom line is when he went to prison and I had found out he was there, I would write him and try to connect with him, try to send him $25. <laughs> I upgraded, though. I upgraded. So, um, And then I sent it to him every other week. But um, So when what I ended up finding out was, there were a lot of people in prison, and a lot of people were having just different issues from, you know, being treated unfairly, even while they're in prison. You know, families having issues with trying to go visit them, and just a lot of different things. So I've always been an advocate. Background is being in case management, so I'm always ready to write something. <laughs> I'm ready to go fight because I don't like people being mistreated and taken advantage of. So after about two or three years of advocating with prisoners and families and, and contacting the warden and the and the, um and the counselors, um, I ended up starting a, a company and started working with prisoners doing different services and different things and it changed my life. It changed my life forever. And um and because of that I'm here today, um, talking about trucking and working in trucking. And I'm going to explain in just a second how the two go together. So in, in working with prisoners, it's one thing when you are on the outside looking in. And and when I say outside, of course, I'm on the outside too to a degree because I'm not the person that's incarcerated. But every almost every day for over 10 years, I've talked to someone in prison or I've gotten mail or some type of dealing or I'm talking to somebody with in prison's family or something like that. So I've been in prison. I've been in prison emotionally and I'm learning what's happening and what's going on. And I know my first couple of years with working with prisoners, I got a letter from a guy and I never forget it. I don't remember his name. I just remember the letter. And he said, Hey, Tawanda, I wanted to write you this letter. And people would just write me a letter venting because, you know, people need somebody to talk to. And he said that, um, this is my 10th year in prison, 
10 years and 10 years of tears. Every night I cry before I go to bed. And he said that he could not believe that he ended up in prison. He couldn't believe that he did something so stupid that he left his family. And um, and it was just, it, it was, it was different. It was real different. And first of all, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe a guy is saying this. Because, you know, guys like to be macho, but I respected it. And he did it in private. He did it to somebody who he thought he might can trust. And um, and I might have told the story, but I, I never told the name. And now I don't even remember the name. But my point is, in life, people make mistakes. People fall short. And I do believe that people deserve another chance. And I know people always ask, you, well, who do you believe don't deserve another chance? Well, I'm not here to be a judge or the ruler. I'm not the person that's over everything. I just want to treat people kind. However, my point is, it's over 2.3 million people incarcerated in the U.S. Over 2.3 million incarcerated. Over 7 million under correctional control, which means they may not be in prison anymore, but on probation, parole, the ankle monitor, the halfway house. That's a lot. That's a lot. And there's not a lot of opportunity for someone who's been convicted of a felony. You know what I'm saying? And some people may say, so? But guess what? If we can't create jobs or opportunities or businesses for people, what are people going to do? People are going to go back to a life of crime. Right? So since I've been working with prisoners, I've I made it a mission. Hey, I'm going to find companies that's going to hire people that's been to prison. I'm going to find opportunities that's going to be able to help someone in prison. And I've made that my mission, and that's what I've been working to do aggressively for a long time. And there are several projects that my company has been working on to be able to help find jobs for prisoners, to help be able to um, help prisoners start businesses and so on and so forth. And this is one of them, you know, with trucking industry. There are several companies that hire felons. And I was just looking at an article that says um, – Jobs that hire felons. One of the biggest one of the biggest go to jobs for felons is trucking. The average salary of a truck driver is forty thousand a year. In addition to high pay, becoming a truck driver is actually a realistic way for a felon to earn a good living. There are many trucking companies that are willing to hire people without experience and are open to giving someone with a felony conviction another, well, it says a second chance. I don't even use second chance. We use our second chance by the time we was two, okay? I always use another chance. It says, however, you will still have to explain your lack of employment and pass the criminal background check. That sounds a little double standard. But that's great, okay? And it's 125-plus companies, 125-plus trucking companies that hire felons. You know what? That's awesome. You can get a job starting at at least 40k a year. Think that sounds good? I think that sounds great. Now let me tell you what sounds better. Huh? How about your own business? How about your own trucking company? How about that? And that's also another opportunity and that's my goal. What my goal is is to work with a few smart people and we're going to be able to 
create opportunities that a man or a woman that's coming home from prison, a returning citizen, which is what it's called, or someone that's currently home from prison that's looking for an opportunity to make multiple six figures plus, guess what? Hey, you make and do it in trucking. And there's nothing wrong with, hey, let's say if someone gets a job, they work the job for a couple of years, they're saving up their money, you're building and fixing your credit, and then you become your own, um, have your own business. And I know a lot of people that I've met recently, let's see how much the truck is made, requirements, understanding the different types. Uh, I was trying to find something. Um, but one of the things that um, I recently ran across was a few people in the trucking industry that have their own trucks. As a matter of fact, they have a whole fleet, a whole fleet. And, you know, someone, someone may say, well, that's expensive. How does somebody, you know, have money to do that? Well, that's a great question. Well, a couple of things, and I just had this conversation with someone the other day. It's a lot of money out there, grants, loans, um, different things you can do to build your business when you have a certain amount of credit. And people that don't have a don't have good credit, there's ways to fix your credit. There's ways to build. It's all about knowledge, resources, finding out different things. And that's what I'm working to create with a few people. Hey, how can we create information and resources to be able to give to people so they can actually see, hey, this is how you can improve. This is how you can benefit. This is how you fix your credit. This is how you get lines of credit. This is how you get three or four trucks. And pay this low. This is how you get the, the the best rate for your insurance. You ever heard this saying before? <laughs> Not. I, I didn't want to say the rich get rich and the poor get poor, but some people have, some people don't have and have nots. And a lot of people simply have not because they don't know where, and no one's going to tell them. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand that the game is supposed to be sold, not told. I know. I know. I know. However, every now and then. We can bless the game. Well, I, I, I try to do it all the time if I can because sometimes someone just needs one chance, one nudge, one push, one tip, and it could change their life. If you're listening to this show tonight, because I want to leave you with something, our podcast, Truck and Bucks, we're here to serve as a platform for people in the trucking and transportation industry. We're going to share stories. We're going to share resources. We're going to bring on all types of amazing people in the trucking business that's doing great and big things. We're going to talk to coaches that's coaching people how to definitely level up in so many things. But most importantly, one of the biggest missions that I want for this podcast is to give back hope to the people. To give back hope to the people. I want you to dream again. I want you to remember, even though we have problems in life, your promise for success, your promise to live an amazing life, the promise for you to dream great dreams, is possible if we can find ways to work together to be a support, an honest support system, a true and honest support system for each other, we can truly change lives. In closing, I want to share this, and I've shared this before, and I'm going to share it many, many times. 
because I can't even express how important this is. I can't even express how serious this is. And a lot of times I repeat a lot of things that I learn from mentors because I mentor and I follow and I listen to a lot of smart people and I protect my associations because that's very important to me. And one of my mentors said a long time ago, he said, hey, let me ask you, how many of you know your great, 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 great grandfather? And I've been asking people that for over 10 years. And I've only had one person say, well, I do know four generations, but not six. And I said, oh, girl, you're messing it up. You're not supposed to say you know any. <laughs> but um, But most people usually may know two or three generations. But I haven't yet to meet anyone that knows six. But I'm pretty sure there definitely are a lot. But the point is, <laughs> he said, if you don't know them, that's because they ain't leaving nothing. Because you better believe if grandpa, and I'm going to say grandma or grandpa from six generations ago, if they left you something, you better believe their picture will be on the mantle above the fireplace in everybody's house. And the children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren would say, Grandma and Grandpa Moneybags left us so-and-so, and we have land or we have money, and we'll never have to work jobs again. We'll have our own businesses and so on and so forth because they left a legacy. And if you are listening to this show and you can't say that because guess what? I can't either. Then it's up to us. Look in the mirror, and that's who it's up to. With the transportation industry, as we said earlier, in statistics, $1.3 trillion is what it was anticipated to reach by the end of 2019. In the trucking industry, in the year 2000, the trucking industry was almost at $90 billion. At the end of 2000, it was projected to be almost $800 billion. Look at the growth at the growth over the last 20 years. If you're looking for a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, if you're interested in generational wealth, if you're interested in leaving a legacy for your children's 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 children or the charities, there's a lot of different ways to do that. However, this industry is one. If you are interested in driving a semi or box truck, cargo van, find someone who's currently doing that and say, hey, can I shadow you? Hey, can I pick your brain? Hey, why would you start this? What's working for you? What's not? If you're interested in being a dispatcher or a broker or anything in that arena, hey, find someone who's doing that. Ask them, hey, what's working for you? What's not? If you're interested in whatever your business is, allowing it to be a niche for truckers, because guess what? Truckers need stuff too. A, it's a recession-proof over here. It's a lot of opportunity. So to all the women in trucking, I salute you. Thank you. Be safe. To all of the men in trucking, of course, same to you too. Don't want to discriminate. And um, let's keep on trucking. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's October 31st where I'm at. Not really sure where you're at. And we're almost into a new month and the last two months of the year. Let's look at how much progress we're going to make. So set some good goals. Set some smart goals. 
Hopefully from this show tonight you did three things. Do you want to know what those three things are? Number one, take notes. Hey, I said some stuff that's pretty good. Take some notes. I have journals and journals and notes over the last 16 plus years, some good stuff. Take notes. Take heed to the information that may have pierced your heart. And most importantly, take action. This is Tawanda with Trucks and Bucks. We look forward to seeing you over seven figures.